fully electric cars have not taken off in Australia yet. We recently reported that the federal government gave a small amount for further research on electric vehicles, while London is giving millions to actually build some more charging stations. The Electric Vehicle Association has kicked off in Australia with a number of car companies and other stakeholders. As yet, Mercedes is not a member, but they are working in many areas on interaction to promote electric vehicles. David McCarthy is Mercedes-Benz Senior Manager, Public Relations, Product and Corporate in Australia. So, David, electric cars, is Mercedes-Benz pushing that development? Is that important to them? Absolutely. EQ is the brand that we'll be using. We expect the first of those cars to be in Australia in 2019. So it's well underway. EQ is establishing like a new brand or a new subset, obviously, of your brand. Is that important because it's so different? I think so. As we've seen with AMG and with Mercedes-Maybach, you need to separate those different vehicle types out. Uh, People identify more readily with that. Do you think that you will push towards full electric or a hybrid, a plug-in hybrid, or a bit of each? And if so, which do you think will come out in the long term? Look, we have plug-in hybrids, we have mild hybrids that are non-plug-in, and we will have full electric. Ultimately, the market will decide. Plug-ins are a very good stepping stone for people to experience electric driving. It resolves a lot of that issue about range anxiety. We expect that the EQ we introduced to Australia will have a range of 400 kilometres or more. So hopefully that will address a lot of that. What, on purely an electric car? Purely electric, yeah. That's a significant step, isn't it? I think also doing plug-ins allows people to get used to the fact that they can go a reasonable distance on an electric power alone and so just have that little bit more confidence. Absolutely. As you know, David, it's actually quite addictive. <laughs> driving on electric only. Well, it's nice and quiet. Well, it allows, you know, if, if I was having it as my preferred mode, it probably would be. The instant talk, the quietness has a lot to recommend it. And of course, if you're recharging the car with renewable energy, and we hope to introduce the storage batteries for domestic and industri- industrial use well before EQ gets here in 2019, then, you know, you could actually be charging the car at home uh, via solar. There's a new organisation out, and uh, yes, you're right, it does make you feel good, I think, if you're doing the environment, particularly for local pollution, because you can get caught up in a debate about global warming, but the fact remains that at the local level, we have a huge amount of pollution. We do, and, you know, when you think the majority of people, David, are driving to work, and that drive, you know, usually is... is much less than 30 kilometres. Now, obviously, there are some that drive more, but for people that where that's their drive, or that's the sort of kilometres they do per day, having an electric car, even with that limited range, which most plug-ins are around 30 kilometres, is a huge advantage. So they can plug it in at home or plug it in at the shopping centre or the car park or their workplace and effectively drive electric all the time. Now, the key, though, is where the electricity comes from that you're using to recharge it. There's not a lot of point in having the exhaust pipe in the Latrobe Valley. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And that's why we will be partnering with an energy company that will, and and, and that will be, there'll be renewable energy 
and you'll have the ability to have solar installed on your house and the storage batteries. So at the end of the day, it's it's... If you're going to go electric, well, it does need to truly be emission-free. Is that a case then where you will help facilitate your customer in a broader sense to be able to say, we have a a link to a company that will give you a package to put in solar power? Absolutely. And we'll also be exploring the industrial application of that, as you've seen in a number of states are well advanced on it. That industrial battery storage, where where the... the storage is, is powered up by renewable energy or, you know, whether that's wind, whether it's solar, whatever, and that is then drawn down from the batteries. We're going to see a lot more of that, not just in a domestic sense, but in an industrial sense as well. Is that important for Mercedes to be seen not just as a car company, but as a facilitator of good community activity? I guess I can understand what your answer to that would be, but that's also a point of having a much fuller relationship with your customer? Absolutely. And as a, a company that that makes passenger cars, SUVs, vans and trucks, this technology will spread throughout our entire vehicle range. And it is about, you know, we've been making vehicles for 130 years. We want to keep making them. And electric vehicles are going to be increasingly a part, you know, of our future and ultimately who knows whether they will actually replace internal combustion engines, but if you generate the electricity in a way that doesn't pollute and you can store the energy and use that to drive your vehicle, you truly become a total mobility company, and and, and that is our aim. Yeah, that's very powerful, isn't it, that a total mobility company widens your involvement away from just being what might be perceived as the decadent joy of private motoring... (laughs) to a community role more, isn't it? Yeah, and you've got to remember, David, that if you have more storage capacity than you can utilise, that power can go back into the grid. Now, that's also not just in a domestic sense, but in an industrial sense. And as the technology advances and the storage capacity gets better and better and better and the price comes down, these become real live options for a lot of people. It's not just something oh, I'd like to do that when you do the sums you'll find you know what this actually makes sense so it is the future I mean we have our own battery plant making batteries specifically for our products making storage batteries so we're very very committed to it you know we've had the smart electric vehicle for a long time we had a number of electric vehicles we've made in in limited runs but the EQ that will be a full suite of vehicles, the first one which will come to Australia in 2019. Our commitment, we have diesel, we have gasoline engines, we have mild hybrids, we have plug-in hybrids, we will have full electric vehicles. So whatever mode you choose, we'll be able to satisfy it. But there is a demand for electric vehicles, it's small. The issue has always been every market where electric vehicles have actually gained some traction is where there is a government incentive. Now, in Australia, there isn't. And as a result, electric vehicles haven't really got the traction that they should have. The government and all political parties and the parliament need to get serious about this because there's no better way, there's no better way to reduce emissions than, you know, using renewable energy and storage batteries and driving electric.
it's the perfect storm. Are you looking at other things like hydrogen power as well, which is really an electric motor? Yep. It's just that it's not getting the power from a battery, but rather from a fuel cell, which converts hydrogen into water. Yeah, look, we're still, still working on that development, and we actually have a fuel cell car on sale in the US, a B-class, but it's just one of the solutions. One of the issues with hydrogen is, of course, is, is refueling it. Mm. Now... There isn't the network. Now, in some parts of the US and Europe, you know, there's a, quite a good network. In Australia, effectively, there's only a few, a, a few places. The beauty of electric is every residence and every business in Australia, bar a handful, is connected to the grid and electricity, and they have a roof. So you can have solar, you can have wind, you can have storage batteries. I think hydrogen will play a role, but electric... The basis of the car now, whether that's hydrogen generates the electricity or whether you generate it elsewhere and store it, that's one of the big questions. But hydrogen you know, definitely has a future, but the electric car, the EQ, is what we're introducing to Australia. The Electric Vehicle Council, I believe, has just uh, come out and obviously they're pushing hard. You're not a member. Do you think that you may become involved in that? Look, I expect we will. We're very interested in what they're doing and... You know, we're having discussions with lots of people in the industry about things like infrastructure for charging, you know, for people to charge their cars. That's going to be a really important step as that network expands to giving people the peace of mind. They can pull up and fast charge their car and then continue on their journey. To drive from Melbourne to Sydney on one charge, you get to the point where the weight of the batteries then mitigate against getting the range. So... Effectively, 400 to 450 kilometres in a medium or large car is about what you can do with the current battery technology and the weight. That sense of security is important, isn't it? They put more electric charging stations around, I think it was Perth, and more people were using their electric cars. They weren't actually using them, the the extra charging points, that much. It was just the fact that they were there. Now, our government has said we're going to give $390,000 for research. I think uh, London has just given $31 million for actually putting in charging stations. We really have to be active in this, don't we? Well, I don't know what sort of research you need to do, (laughs) to be honest. You need more charging stations. That's the answer. I can tell them that for free. Now, I don't know the nature of the research that the council is going to be doing, but if the government wants to know how this will work as i said i'll tell them for free put in some charging stations guys you guys have a critical interest in getting it right and no doubt you are spending your own research not only on the science of it but also the social aspects of it as well how what makes it desirable and so on so you'd be pushing pretty hard wouldn't you already Oh, absolutely. Look, you know, we're, we're investing as a company billions of dollars in this technology because you need, a, you know, effectively you need a new platform for the vehicle. Sure, something like the B-Class, that actually enabled, because of the sandwich floor, enabled you to utilise that for batteries. But you need a new platform. The drivetrain is different. You need to invest in it. And, you know, we are... You know, we have a couple of goals as a company. One is accident-free driving, and the other is emission-free driving. And we're very firmly on the road on both of those. And, of course, part of accident-free driving will be autonomous driving. The systems we have at the moment, the assistance systems, 
could not classify it as an autonomous car. But no. we will get there ultimately. But it's you know it's going to take a long time and a lot of cooperation between governments and industry. And with emission-free driving, if we want to have emission-free driving, electric is predominantly the answer. But people need to be able to charge their cars and charge them quickly. And without a charging network, that mitigates against the expansion of electric cars. It's as simple as that. Well, David, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.